welcome to Season 2, Episode 11 of Four Seasons and a Funeral, the show where we go back and watch shows that had four good seasons and a less-than-ideal fifth season. Today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 11 of Fringe, titled Unearthed. My name is Charlie, and joining me today are David and Nick. Hey, I'm David. And hi, I'm Nick. Hello, everyone. Yay, we're back again. Uh, 2020, why? So David, David. What, what have you been up to? And I imagine um, it might be along the same lines of what I've been up to. Uh, I've had my childhood destroyed. Uh, um, that's what this week has been. <laughs> uh, if you follow Rooster Teeth content, you know what we're talking about. If you don't follow Rooster Teeth content, don't Google it. You'll just be sad. If you follow Rooster Teeth content, we're so sorry that you have to suffer with us. Uh, uh, unfortunately not, but no. I've, gets... just, I've just seen some of the stuff and posted and talked it just Literally. keeps getting worse and worse, uh, and I feel so bad for the majority of people involved, and it I, just sucks. I remember watching the first season of RVB as it came out way back when, as a tiny little child on the internet, and just, uh, uh, this profound betrayal is ridiculous. You, we won't go into it because yeah, it's no. really not on topic and it's just depressing. But needless to say, I need to have I need a verbal agreement from both of you <laughs> that if this podcast ever becomes incredibly popular, neither of you will cheat on your significant others with fans. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling alright about that one. Yeah, no, I can I can I boldly also, make that claim. I also promise this. Well, we were talking about this, and I think David was like. Who knows? Maybe it's really hard to <laughs> to not cheat on your wife. And I went I as don't a think joke. It, I, I, as I'm like, a I'm joke. like, I'm like, I don't think so. And he goes, Ah, but you're not married, so you can't claim that. David, David. <laughs> I've never been married. I don't know how hard it is it, it is to not cheat on your wife. I personally do not know the struggle. Maybe it's the most difficult thing in the world. All right, David, you have had you have had a significant other. Have yes, you? but they weren't a wife. Yes, I'm saying specifically is... a wife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, welcome if to I the get a crux... husband. Maybe that's easier. I don't know. Uh... <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> is the scale like of difficult, like easiness of to cheat on? Does it go like wife, partner, husband? <laughs> like, is there a middle ground there? Uh, is there a middle ground? I don't know. I'm just saying you don't know either, Nick. You haven't nope, been married nope, to a you, woman. You're, you're you right. don't know. You're right. Uh, and to, be, anyway, and to Nick, be fair, I have no way of being able to confirm that any person that I know who is married to, like, who is married to someone um, that they have not cheated, I just have their word about that. <laughs> yeah, I have not exactly. followed them around at all, all times. You don't know how <laughs> difficult it's been for them not to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, they could Nick, not have, and it just could have been a struggle the entire time. Hopefully taking a sharp right turn away <laughs> from Swoosh. such depressing talks. What have what you, have been, you been up to? Um, yeah, I've been mainly doing a bunch of, um, trying to get, like, work done, because, like, the crunch is happening right now. I got to Proctor and Durham today. Ooh, boy. Uh, oh, those are online now, eh? How does uh, that go? Um, it was on, it was on Zoom. It was the weirdest thing ever, because essentially what? it was just... Wait, why Zoom? Um, the university has specific, like, software for taking tests on. So, so, David, you remember signal processing, right? Yes. 
How are you going to write those answers down and submit them over that testing website? I mean, He's just not aside from there. the, not so aside we, from the testing website. Not just the testing website. What I'm saying is they have a thing for written exams. Yes, like, and we should have been, that is similar. And we should have been using the lockdown browser. We should have been we should have been using it. However, we weren't because they needed access to Crowdmark because they were submitting everything for Crowdmark. Oh God, the I, the obsession with Crowdmark is something that I don't understand. But that's probably because I'm not one you, of the markers. You have not marked on Crowdmark. Marking yeah, on Crowdmark. I assume is it's amazing. very nice to um, mark on Crowdmark, I, but like. I yeah, have... Lockdown browser it makes so much sense. Lockdown so, so browser is also embarrassingly easy to get around. Though. Yes, but it's still a degree of difficulty that exists, right? Yes. Um, I fair. think so. By far, the funniest thing currently with Crowdmark. Last year, when I had Crowdmark, I was a greater. Like you have like a certain amount of like access and privilege with that. For some reason, this year, every other TA is a greater, but I'm a facilitator, um, oh. which gives me the ability to delete assignments like midterms. Um, and other things like that, which is very, I'm very confused as to why, but okay. Hmm. I have, I have way more power at this point. And it's not great. It's like, why, <laughs> why did I get this? <laughs> why can I, why can I like take away other people's like abilities and things like that? Like, that's not okay. Hey, wait till you get a job and they start giving you responsibilities and you look at the budget for the project and you go. I shouldn't be responsible for this much money. <laughs> that's hey, that's too to much money. Welcome to project management, Charlie. Oh, yeah. But I, I go, that's too much money for me to even be like a junior on this. And they're like, this is a very small, like, cheap project. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> wait, it's like, wait, what? Is this <laughs> what's more money than I've much? ever had in my life? <laughs> uh, anyhow, let's get into the TV cut. Uh, the division is perplexed by a case involving a teen girl who, after being taken off life support and prepped for organ donation, miraculously awakens with a newfound ability to speak Russian and a knowledge of a classified military information. I fucked that up, but I'm not doing a second take. <laughs> That's what we like to hear. Um, um, as, as we know, raw here. <laughs> also, huge asterisk next to this episode. Sorry, huge Astrid Farnsworth next to this episode. <laughs> there we go. Um... This episode aired originally January 11th, 2010. It aired in the massive gap between last episode, which was the official mid-season finale, and next episode, which is the second half mid-season premiere. This episode was originally written and filmed during the second half of season one, way back in 2009. And was Charlie Francis is alive and well in this episode. And is probably not a shapeshifter. And is 100% not a shapeshifter. Um, because hey man, we for, don't know that. for whatever reason, this episode never aired when it was supposed to. I'm wondering if there was something to do with military stuff or like nuclear stuff, given the topics discussed here. I don't know. I don't know why this episode never aired. I don't know if an answer has ever been given to that. If you do know, hey, hit us up on Twitter at Forsaf. Yeah, Fukushima didn't happen until 2011, so it wasn't that. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's super weird that this didn't air. Um, but yeah, this is like oh, a filler okay. episode. So here's why they had it. Um, Fox ordered 23 episodes for season one of Fringe, but they only gave Fringe 22 air dates. Okay, cool. Huh. So it was just probably a miscommunication of some TV executives That's... not communicating. or. Yeah, 
Interesting. That's that seems like literally like some dude went, okay, yeah, twenty three episodes, and then some other dude went twenty two different day- air dates. <laughs> or I'm wondering if there is confusion between okay, you'll prep a pilot for us, and it may or may not be aired, so we nope. want an extra episode in case the pilot. According according to Joshua Jackson, they had twenty two air dates for our show this year, but they ordered twenty three, so we shot one for next year, which is just silly TV network stuff. <laughs> I would also huh. like to All point right. out that the. Uh, Given that Fringe does next episode clues, and we'll get to this at the end, there is an actual spot where this episode goes, which, which is, is bullshit. Yes. No, no, because someone made <laughs> up a next episode clue. They went, oh, look, in this episode, there's a dead body. <laughs> I don't know. No, David, you'll actually see this one does match. Um, this that one, makes this me okay. even more angry. Okay, no, no, Nick, I'm going to side with David on this one. <laughs> it doesn't quite match, like. It's like like most of them, when, like when strongly ninety percent of this. When you have it's a like reach. what? When you have nineteen <laughs> episodes to look through as fans and think, oh, where could this episode possibly have gone? Of course, you're going to find one that makes sense because you're just seeing things that aren't there at that point. <laughs> this is this is a Mister Fantastic reach. Uh, like this is a Stretch Armstrong reach. I don't like this because this one could also relate to like. Five different things. Right, we will get there. We've yeah, got like we'll a get whole I don't know forty-five if you can tell, minutes. <laughs> if you can tell from our energy, but this isn't a good episode. Uh, I thought it was fine. Um, we'll also get there when we get. Yeah, um, we're we'll talking about the end of the episode before I should talk about. So let's like actually get into this. <laughs> yeah, uh, we open up as Fringe usually does on super happy stuff, and oh no, it's a crying mother, and her daughter is on a hospital bed and is being read her last rites. And then they pull the plug, and she did. And then they rush her to an operating room to go harvest them sweet, sweet organs. Mm, and <laughs> they start with the kidney. <laughs> and so he makes, like, the cut along the kidney yeah, and fringe, on the side. You and don't then... have to show the cut so close up. I don't need to see these things, Fringe. It's and then he gets so the spreaders, <laughs> and he puts them in, and he's spreads open her side and he's like i must start with the kidney and he reaches in and then she wakes up and oh and like grabs him as well it was great <laughs> kill surprise <laughs> she's not dead i would have loved if she grabbed him and went no mine <laughs> and then fell back asleep uh but instead no she shouts out six eight three three nine alpha echo three five eight which weird um but she starts repeating that and yeah. we get her uh, cold open which is she one of the weirder cold opens. Yeah, she looks quite upset too. Yes. yes. Which I mean, if you got some guy like halfway into your kidney, I'd well, probably we... be upset as well. Uh, especially we if I had. Line. We get a great line here where the doctor who's cutting into her goes, Oh my God, she's alive. Get a trauma team. And I'm like, <laughs> Or you could just start sewing her up. You're still a doctor. <laughs> no, no, no. He's the uh... bad doctor <laughs> who's only allowed to do organ harvesting because he keps killing people. <laughs> But um, imagine, but like, get a trauma realize. team. For what? Her kidney's been lacerated. <laughs> I just stabbed it. I really like the idea of this this doctor who's doing this. Um, this is the start of his DNA adventure. Um, where he... Well, no, this is just, no, this is this doctor traumatized for the rest of his life every time he tries to cut open just into, to, like, harvest organs. That's why, he asked for a tra- time. That's why he asked for a trauma team. It wasn't for her, it was for him. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, we get our first cold open where someone doesn't die during no, it. No, the, the exact yeah, opposite. The exact opposite happens, which hey, good good on them. Changing up the changing up the formula. Also, it's probably not the first time someone come back to life. Surely. 
we've um, had a cold open where someone has been quote unquote resurrected. Uh, I would say quote unquote. I think this is the first time someone was like medically declared dead and then came back. It's what, do you, what do you think? There have Charlie? been some cases of people being injured and stuff and coming back so far, but like this is like, oh hey, that person was dead, dead. Yeah, that's. Fair. I don't know about future episodes, but um yeah so after the credit sequence the fringe team is at the hospital and broils is giving them the briefing and they go she had an aneurysm and she collapsed in gym class this girl uh lisa donovan uh she clapped in gym class slipped into a coma she was diagnosed with an aneurysm and then she was declared brain dead and they had her taken off life support for organ transplant um and then she woke up and spouted off the numbers and by pure coincidence the lead surgeon uh, was in the Navy. In the Navy. Um, <laughs> and he recognized some of the numbers she said as an ID code. And uh, there's, I think he's a Navy lieutenant commander. Yeah. Is what... to whatever that position means, but high up in the Navy. Yeah. Um, and he has, oh, hey, there's this guy who is Chief Petty Officer First Class Andrew Rusk. And. It was part of his identification code, and then the second half were launch codes for uh, nukes aboard the submarine where he was stationed. Um, he Rusk was stationed on the submarine. Uh, they don't know how he might have known Lisa or her mom, um, or even had contact with her. And I think that he is declared missing at this point. Yeah, they they, they said his ago. wife's uh, his wife reported them missing three days ago. Uh, so, so with this information in hand, David, this young girl um, spouts off random numbers that are related to somebody she's never met before. What is your first <laughs> instinct? I know, I know what you're talking about. What's what am I trying here? to bait you into? It's not. It's listen. We 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 know the ghost network is dead and will never be brought up. <laughs> oh man! But but like, what if this was the ghost network? And what if they were like, hey, um, if we get a if we get a twenty third episode in this. We're bringing back Ghost Network in full force for the rest of the for the rest of the series. <laughs> what if this was the episode that would that determined the life and death of the Ghost Network? Listen, <laughs> the fact that this was the episode they decided to push and that it just appeared randomly in the mid-season break. I think listeners, you know this episode has no further effect on the plot of Fringe. Yep. Yeah, um, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. It's not the Ghost Network. Would have been better if it was. It's not even the Ghost Network. <laughs> but like, what if it was? It's just what, Ghost. <laughs> what if, <laughs> it is just Ghost. That's correct. There, there is no network. Just Ghost. <laughs> That's a Frange episode, guys. <laughs> this Frange, was Frange. Frange is gonna be if we do write Frange. Frange is just about the Ghost Network, except for one episode where it's just about a ghost. <laughs> but we've already had Ghost Two. Like this is this is now Ghost Number Two in frame. That's <laughs> my problem with it. And as when did we'll we have soon a... learn, Ghost One, involving... Ghost One was Alien Ghost. Yeah, yeah, but that was Alien Ghost. This is actual Ghost. <laughs> I was more upset about Alien Ghost purely yeah. because it confirmed aliens, <laughs> and that they confirmed aliens in one of the stupider methods. Well, a, a they confirmed aliens in Fringe, which goes against the ideals of Fringe. Yes. I still have issues, and we won't get into rant part two on that. Yes. Alien ghost is worse than regular ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my favorite thing. Alien um, ghost was actually just one of the crewmates ejected in Among Us. <laughs> <laughs> He's just trying to get back to do his task. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. 
All right, uh, anyhow, uh, they go in to interview her. Uh, Peter makes a fun joke about uh, get well balloons. She's like, yeah, I guess they don't have uh, welcome back from the dead balloons. And he's like, yeah, those be special orders. And I don't know if uh, John Noble did this deliberately, but he kind of gives a quick glance over to Peter when he says that line. <laughs> very much a like what the fuck (laughs) and it surely surely couldn't have been because this was set before the finale but i just like to think that they knew already (laughs) and john noble's like let me add a little extra flavor where he's like damn i should have ordered balloons for peter (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah they are um questioning lisa uh and trying to figure out like what sort of connection there might have been and uh, Olivia mentioned the name Andrew Rusk. And, oh boy, Lisa does not like it. No. <laughs> she gets so mad she starts speaking fluent Russian. Yeah, just like you, everyone does. That's what you do, right, David? Whenever you play like, loser in an yep. Overwatch game? <laughs> yep, just, just, just Russian. <laughs> Russian obscenities. <laughs> not obscenities, just words. <laughs> yeah, and then, so yeah, she starts talking Russian and they're all like, what the fuck's going on? And then she stops talking Russian. She's like, Mom, I'm scared. And I'm like, yeah, that's fair. You just started talking Russian out of nowhere. And you said you didn't remember saying the numbers. So, like, maybe the annual The numbers, is- Mason. The numbers. What, what do, they, do they, mean? they mean? It was, it was going to happen at one point. I was just <laughs> waiting for it. I wasn't going to make it because it was just, it was there. But it was going to happen. Oh, hey, David Jinx. Uh, oh no yes is it a full moon no that's at the the end of the month no david charlie hey charlie ready to just continue this episode just the two of us no we don't do the silent (laughs) thing we just trade soda yeah no we trade pop because we're canadian we just trade diet cook Ooh, no, not diet. I'm not an animal. Oh, Tell me, David. I'm going to make you go out of your way to buy the full sugar stuff. You can't just bring one from home. I'm going to buy some of that green uh, sativa-flavored Coke. Oh, God. <laughs> the green oh. bottles. I can't wait to collect this from you in a year when we can see each other face-to-face. Uh, you mean you mean we're not going to be able to do the same New Year's as last year? <laughs> we'll just all get drunk on a Zoom call. God. Uh, David's not allowed to remember this ball drop either. I have not seen a ball drop in like three years. No, no, so you've like, seen it. <laughs> you, yeah, you just don't I don't remember it. a ball drop for the <laughs> that past information three years. passed through your ocular nerves into your brain, and then you just lost it. <laughs> so I wonder, I wonder if we can keep the streak alive for another two, so we can make it half a decade. Is that why? I mean, to keep the streak alive, David just needs to fall asleep before 12, and that's pretty fucking easy. Oh, yeah. Let's just get David real high. I'm also <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, but yeah, let's get back to the episode. Um, yeah. We've kind of just... After the Russian freakout, uh, they're walking off, and Peter asks the commander, Will Turlow? I don't know how to say his name. It's, it's not important. It's not important. Yeah. Asks the Navy guy, like, hey, she was speaking Russian. What does uh, my star mean? What does the Russian word my star mean? Yeah, what does the <laughs> Russian word for my star mean? And they go, the Navy guy goes, well, um, does he say now that uh, Rusk was fluent in Russian? Yes. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, a connection must have formed between them. Then they, realize, then they realize Walter's gone. 
<laughs> and hey, Walter has snuck off into the coma ward for fun. Yeah, he's just chatting with some some just some... chatting to this random woman. Yeah, this <laughs> random elderly woman. Uh, Again, I feel confident saying random because of what this episode is. If this was a regular episode of Fringe, I'd be like, man, that woman's probably important. <laughs> How mad are you gonna be when she's the season two finale villain? I I would, would be mad. I'm sure people who were watching th- these episodes as they aired would have been mad. Yeah. I think you also imagine like watching Fringe and them going uh, mid-season finale, and you're like, "Oh, cool, shapeshifter boss guy is back." And then they go, "Okay, we'll see you like at the end of January." And then like a week passes, and they're like, "New episode of Fringe, never before seen." <laughs> and you're like, "Wait, what the fuck?" And then you watch it, and it's this. Was this even, you? When did the next episode go? Because the 2010 Olympics happened February, and that fucks up the entire thing. Okay, let me check. So uh, this okay. episode aired January 11th. Yep. Yeah. The next episode aired January 14th. Oh wow! Oh wow! Okay. Never mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. Get fucked. That's by even the worse. That's three days later. You watch <laughs> an episode of Fringe, and then that same week they have an actual episode of Fringe that connects to the correct season. Your weeks so are we, all fucked up. Your so we scheduling to, is out the window. So, so are we gonna have to like? schedule this episode to go up at a weird then as well no because no, we're not doing a one-to-one mapping that would be that would be hilarious if i just have this episode show up one day on it like thursday. thursday so that we get it so that it's the next time next time around if we were weird. if we were like that dedicated to this like great war youtube channel dedicated to this then yes but we didn't do well, we, we like, aren't taking not massive even, gaps not even like like trying to keep timing with the original air dates just to make this episode out of place yeah because okay. that's what it is yeah like just release it like four like three days early <laughs> three days early one of the two yeah uh, i like i like i like late just because um that, that it, it's funny because this this was very much of late it also helps us out a bit. On I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> listen, no one, no, no one, one knows. listens to this podcast anyways. No one's going to get the joke. Uh, anyhow, uh, they go back to the FBI building. And holy shit, Charlie Francis is alive. But we already explained that. So that joke is already dead. Like Charlie is in present. Ooh. <laughs> We'd also like to point uh, out that we get Rusk. Uh, we, we get the, the first oh, vision yeah. of Rusk as well. Um, we, we get, get Ghost. Oh, yes. The horror movie scream. Yep. Uh, she's it in the comes, bathroom, but just a like, bit late in this episode. She's in the bathroom, like washing her face, and then she looks up, and there's like casual rust ghost just like creeping behind her. Which, hey, to be fair, if I saw a tall white man in the mirror, I'd scream too. <laughs> Standing right behind as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then she freaks out, and she's like, "Rusk was here. Rusk was here." And they're like, "This isn't normal." I'm like, "Yeah, you're in fringe." Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and we go back to the FBI building. Um, they can't find Andrew Rusk, but his wife appears, and she's like, I don't know this young suburban white girl. Why did you Probably. bring her? Why did you show me her photo? Um, and they mention the Russian nickname, and she's like, yeah, 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 this is what my husband used to call me, little or my star. I'm like, that's such a stupid fucking nickname. <laughs> oh, fuck you, Charlie. That's so dumb. No, just like put yourself in those, come home and be like, oh, hello, my star. No, get the fuck out of here. I mean, if it's in a different language, I can see. No, that's as cringe of getting like a Japanese tattoo without speaking Japanese. Yeah, but they spoke Russian. Yeah, but he speaks fluent (laughs) Russian. But they spoke Russian. Like, 
he spoke Russian. We don't know if she spoke Russian. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Is, that's fine. But he spoke Russian, which is why he's saying it. It's it's like if David had a partner and he decided that the, the pet name. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Use. Let's not go crazy there. <laughs> My imagination can only go so far. <laughs> it's like if Listen. David got a cat. Ah, uh, there we go. <laughs> Then oh, I would I not name my cat something in Chinese. Yeah, then I would not be upset if that's the route you decided to go. <laughs> I would be upset I'm... if you decided to name like whatever fizz. Uh... <laughs> I've already decided that I'm going to name uh, my future cats all after crustaceans. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember this conversation. <laughs> but now I think I should do it in Chinese as well. <laughs> for for context, my cats' names are all bug themed. Like, we have Cricket and we have Junebug. David was like, I want to do a theme like that, too. And I was like, well, you can't steal bugs. That's mine. I've already taken it. He goes, I know. Crustaceans. Why crustaceans? Like, that just makes it, like, lobster. And... Because crab. And crab. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not explaining that one. My cat's going to be called Pongxie. <laughs> See, that sounds way sure. better. That, that sounds way better than crab. <laughs> this is my cat, Pongxie. That means crab. <laughs> Oh man, now I want crab. Delicious. <laughs> Time to order some sushi. Uh, it's a Where shame we're we gonna. Alright, all right. let's let's like actually get into the episode now. Oh, um, Alright, so Don't she is to, we, we we got way sidetracked off of, of Rusk here. Um <laughs> she is basically like, Yeah, I haven't seen my husband. Don't know what happened to him. Um except you actually have my dad. She looks like that in this scene. Um and Yeah, she's pretty chill about the whole thing. Yeah, she's like impressively chill about the whole thing. Also, um, one one more tangent. You called her the wife of Rusk, and that's how I want to be known. Like, if and when I get married, instead of like, oh, this is so and so's husband. No, this is the husband of so and so. It's getting I awfully th- close to the uh, Margaret Atwood novel. Yeah, <laughs> which is not okay. No, I just think like the title of blank is so much better than instead of like, you know having a name. Uh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Titles are better than names. Charlie, did you not have to read Handsmaid Tale in uh, school? No. Uh, no, no both why. David and I did. Yep, um, this, this all makes sense now. That explains it. Uh, I read 1984. Or I read that too. But that's because I'm a nerd. <laughs> I didn't have to read some Neither did that? I. I just read it anyway. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good reason. Um, we, did alternating, yeah. we did alternating years of like fiction and Shakespeare. Oh, fuck so that. Fiction, oh, you're lucky. I had to do Shakespeare and fiction every year. I just oh, did God. Shakespeare once. The only Shakespeare that I ever had to do was The Tempest, which uh, is one novel weird. and then one Shakespeare play every year throughout high school. Oh, yeah. no, I so did like high... four to five novels a year, but and only one year. My high school was Romeo and Juliet and then mm-hmm. pick a novel. And I did some Stephen King book that I didn't finish and then made up a report on the ending because I read Spark Notes and still got a good grade on it. And then Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, no. I think we did Hamlet and Midsummer Night's Dream in the same semester because oh, okay. we actually had a good teacher. Oh, nice! And then 1984. I like Midsummer Night's Dream. It's a, it's it's a bit of a trip, but it's funny and stuff. So yeah, it's yeah. not straight up depressing. Yeah, like this episode of Fringe is to talk about. <laughs> right, well, guys, how are we so off tangent? Let's get, episode All right. episode. All right, so um, FBI building. We don't get any more about Rusk from this. Uh, really, we know that he spoke fluent Russian and he's been missing. Didn't come out. We don't know what's going on. Um, we then skip over to Walter having an idea because as I don't know, Walter has a, that is his job. 
and uh, shows one of his old experiments on patient number six. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is a great line. <laughs> and when asked about patients one through five, says, I believe the college settled out of court with them. I believe they never had to work another day in their lives. Not that they could. <laughs> Which is not a okay. fantastic <laughs> not okay. Line. But hey, patient number six looks fine. Um, for now. For now. Uh, as they were attempting to um, have like psychic links, essentially, uh, from this. And obviously did have great bolts um, with sticking probes in people's brains. Um, but hey, uh, off of that happy thought, let's, let's go to church. Take me to church. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this scene was weird. This scene it's was so- real weird. This, again, so something I noticed while watching this episode is that it feels very different from Fringe, but I think this is just what season one Fringe was like. Yes. I think, so what I've noticed, I think, is the main difference between season one Fringe team and season two Fringe team is season two is very proactive. They're going after leads, they're going after things, they're always chasing. Season one Fringe team's a lot more reactive. Like, things are happening and they're being brought to Fringe team, and then it's Fringe team reacting. So like yes. Stuff like this, where they're like, Walter has an idea, now they have to deal with the results of the idea, rather than like them yeah. actively chasing something. It's which something is why tr- I think it's so weird. It's something triggers Walter's memory, he has to dig for his old studies instead of him yeah. going, hey, I remember I did this, so we did a search on it, and we found this shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, and that's, that's very yeah, much. Th- yeah, that's, 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 that's a very, very good fair. way of... Just I think this- like, jumping from an episode of season two to this feels so weird and this feels weird now yep yeah no, it's I also a really good that. sign because it, it really does sh- like shows can go and be like oh we're gonna change up the dynamic like fringe did and peter was like oh no we're gonna start going after stuff we're gonna stop mm-hmm. reacting we're gonna start acting and then they could just fall back into the same patterns and it's actually really worked, good to but... see that fringe went no 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 we're gonna change our kind of our episode structure and then stuck yeah. with it for so long yeah and it's 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 cool to see just this just this scene that i don't know if it's the dialogue i th- I think it's the dialogue and part of the acting but so olivia goes to the church where lisa and her mom are coming out of and olivia's like hey we think that you might have a psychic link with andrew rusk like we have an explanation for why you keep seeing him and why you could eat russian and uh Maureen, Lisa's mom, sends her daughter away and then just goes, oh, Miss Dunham, I don't suppose you're religious, are you? Olivia's like, no. She's like, oh, I guess you sit in judgment of those who use faith to make decisions. I'm like, where the fuck is this coming from? <laughs> it felt very like, counter-judgy. Also, like he was expecting oh, to have like, a fight. Oh, you, you judge me for my faith to make decisions. And I'm like, but you're judging her for not using her faith to make decisions? Also, also, we get the weird pastor in the background here, like who's like comforting her. Oh, and I is am like, shocked. That that pastor was not the villain for how weird he like <laughs> for how so creepy weird. and weird he was acting. He was so weird for this episode. Like because at Cause one he point, he also gets like, to a fight with Walter. <laughs> yeah, and at one point, he, like he and Olivia share a look here, and he like gives like a wide eyed like mm, I'm a lizard man look. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, what the hell? Yeah, he's he's, to, he's the he's the oddness in this episode. Like, like he's to be he's fair, the I mean like season two. I am not very religious. Is that just what pastors do? <laughs> is that their general vibe? Uh, I feel like the whole thing they were going for is that he was like trying to protect the family from like harm. But man, he comes off as weird, like he's sleeping here. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. 
Like that's oh. that's really the vibe that I got from him. Is he's he is yeah. he is the new dad. I was like, hey. yeah. But Olivia's like, okay, cool. I think I like she. <laughs> she's like, I don't judge you at all. You stuck up bitch. <laughs> but uh, hey, here's my business card. Call me if you need me. I think your daughter is in danger. Like I think what's happening to her is real, and I think it might fuck with her a bit. Um, and then we cut to Olivia and Peter getting their nice little together scene. And this is actually like a fairly important piece of backstory specific to Olivia. Olivia's like early character development that is unfortunately cut from season one because uh, she's talking like, oh, well, Peter calls her. I think Peter calls her a believer and she goes, oh, I was never a believer. My mom was, though, didn't stop my dad from hitting her. Or stop yep. my stepdad from hitting her. Yeah, Seemed they to just make him hit her more. In there again. And you're like, oh, and I think that's the only actual mention in season one, technically, that she had a super abusive stepdad. I know um, she said like my stepdad like terrorized us and stuff. Well, yeah, we had the um, we, we had, had the birthday card episode, right? Yeah, birthday card episode is um, her stepdad is like super fucked up. Um, yeah, she like shot him. This I don't know. <laughs> this feels different though because like that could be just like he had a turn this is much more casual which yeah this is like casual abuse this is olivia being like yeah mom was religious and my stepdad like beat her up over it whatevs oops phone's ringing like the birthday card trying to murder like her dad and that whole situation is an event and that's like a climax of the situation this the casual way she says it here i think speaks differently than the climax of the event right yeah no i would i would say yeah it's just it especially because season two does i believe flesh out her backstory a little bit more as you might imagine so we end up getting it anyways it's just kind of unfortunate that this is one of the scenes that was left Mm -hmm. out um but olivia gets a call from lisa and she is super panicked and she's seeing andrew rusk again and she's like um i kept seeing this one place and i had to go there you have to come get me i keep seeing him and so they end up in a salvage yard and she's like i saw him he was here there was a man with a gun um and peter finds a shell casing right before lisa collapses yep and uh fortunately um lisa is well is fine um and they they call the FBI there. They find Andrew Rusk, and as they find him, um, Lisa has attack number two. Um, and this time it's a seizure. It doesn't look good because we we know yeah. we know aneurysm was the initial cause of coma. Yeah, and so now the question is, how could she have a psychic bond with a man who is dead? Dun, dun, dun. Who is very dead? Like, yeah, uh, yes, more than as, the uh, time range as well. <laughs> yes, as we learn in the immediate next scene, um, they're talking to the Olivia talked to the medical examiner, and they ruled out suicide because it was a bullet to the head. Which I mean, well, they bullet say to the too- side, to the back of which is I've so seen really that the been called suicide before. Yeah, oddly all enough, those Russian officials <laughs> who shot themselves in the head, deliberately drank poison tea, and fell down an elevator shaft in that order. Crazy, <laughs> really weird. Um, or I think it's a line from the Mystery Men movie, which is a bad movie, but it's fun. <laughs> where one girl's like, yeah, my dad died. He fell down 17 stories in an elevator <laughs> shaft and landed on 25 bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Was the official cause of death <laughs> by the crooked cops. <laughs> I think that's my favorite like 
cover up. I'm guessing. I'm guessing they were all uh, spent well somehow. <laughs> yeah, they were all face up at the bottom of this elevator shaft, <laughs> and he landed on them. Incredible. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> the impact was so much it made little case r- uh, rings on the bullets. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. But hey, um, we're back at the hospital now. Lisa is being taken care of. Like as with most of the time, with these, it's hard to tell what is actually causing it. Well, this is this is actually true. Yeah. Um, that brain activity will happen, and when it stops, there's not a lot of trace of it. Um, you really capture it. Uh, we did also learn that Rusk has been dead for three days. And he died between 5 and 7 a.m. Uh, and we get our pastor scene um, trying to keep keep the faith for Lisa's mom. But instead, uh, she decides to go over to the Walter side. Yeah, I, I, my note here is, yeah, fuck the church, go science explanation. Yeah, that is, and Walter agrees. Uh, that's basically the vibe there. <laughs> it's literally Walter about to fight the pastor going, like, I know what's wrong. You don't, the church doesn't do exorcisms. I can do an exorcism. And the pastor just goes, yeah, because exorcisms aren't real. We don't believe in exorcisms. <laughs> I really love how that's the that's the line there. It's the church being like, yeah, no, we 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 agree. Exorcisms were not a cool thing that we're doing for there. I Walter's mean, like, they were real, the best though, part. Right? Like, yes, the yes. church had to officially come out and say, we don't endorse exorcisms. Yes, because well, they were no, like, not even <laughs> not even endorse. A proper exorcism has to be like okayed by the Vatican. Yeah, anything yeah. else by definition is not an exorcism, and the Vatican just straight up was like, no, we're not doing them anymore. Yeah, so. Yeah. Because they were, like, but, killing people. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It was, like, uh, really, really bad. Yeah. Um, but Walter hears, like, the, the 5 and 7 a.m. death time and goes and asks the doctor, or the he actually asks the pastor, I guess, what time Lisa, like, came back to life. And he's like, oh, around just after 5 a.m. And he's like, boom, got it. When Rusk died, the energy leaving his body jump-started entered lisa's and jump-started her body bringing her back to life and some of that energy carried memories which is how she knew the fragments of the numbers and the pet name for his wife and the pastor has an issue with this even though walter is essentially describing the soul yes but hey man he if goes, the soul he is goes, described what you, in the church way he's like but what you, are you saying she's possessed and i'm like Again, on Walter's side here, like he's like possession is described in the Bible, you idiot. <laughs> like possession yes. is not like an out of this world thing. I would imagine for the church, they don't do exorcisms anymore. They don't kick them out. But like the priest is like, that's outrageous. That's uh, superstition. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Huh? What? Yeah, this dude is new, new Christian. But also, <laughs> if this was better writing would indicate he's not a real priest exactly a little bit because he's the true villain <laughs> and he's actually don't, don't, don't. a member of um zft no, no he's actually a shapeshifter <gasps> that would have been could true. you imagine <laughs> <laughs> he's actually a shapeshifter and their religion in the other universe is very different <laughs> um, which is also, why he's so confused but they're also super hot down that's that's just expected everywhere <laughs> All, the entire multiverse agrees exorcisms are bad. <laughs> fringe universe. Um, exorcism bad. Except right, for Walter. So the fringe Walt- universe has to love exorcisms now. Okay. We'll have uh, to start but, but an official fringe canon Walter wiki. Hates them. 
he is he is a massive proponent of uh, well because he's exercising oh, exorcisms. Ah, oh, guys, Peter and or Olivia in the other in French universe is obviously a deacon None. and is an exorcist. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I feel like we're writing like just some huge anti-religion movie now. Uh, and I'm I'm worried no, no, we're straying except, except, into that except territory. They're correct. <laughs> Oh no. God is real and they're correct. I, oh, I feel no. like we're straying a little bit into like Golden Compass's Dark Materials territory. <laughs> oh man, his Dark Materials. I, a, I think I uh, think we might need to stray away from Philip Pullman. Alright, let's let's just move on to the next scene. Uh, <laughs> well no, no we're Nick, not even Nick, done with this scene. Yeah, Nick, do you know about what his Dark Materials, like the final book climax is? No. The final climax. So spoilers for his Dark Materials. The final climax of his Dark Materials is the main characters lose their souls and they have to find their souls. But while this is happening, uh, Lyra's dad is invading heaven to kill God. Okay. <laughs> and the two characters, Will and Lyra, are running around in the battle trying to find their souls. And that is literally the climax of the third book. <laughs> ah, cool. Because God turned evil and science will defeat him. Cool. And <laughs> Philip Pullman was not shy about his opinions. <laughs> oh my god. Oh boy. Uh, um, but yeah, Walter also thinks that uh, the cause of Lisa's seizures is that Rusk was sick. And that his, I'm just going to call it a soul, when his soul entered Lisa, this illness also passed on, which I guess could hold weight? Maybe. I mean, the fact that illnesses stick to your soul is scary. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Have fun with that asthma, Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, David, yeah, you should should include that in our DNA. If one of our characters (laughs) dies, um, all of their afflictions get moved to the real character. Uh. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah and olivia uh, assumes they didn't get the official medical documents so she ambushes the lieutenant commander at the fbi building and she's like oh hey why didn't you tell us rusk was ill and he's like how did you find out about that she's like you just told me right now you dumb dumb well no you to f- be fair to be fair he goes what do you mean and she trick in the book the- <laughs> He, he he has one he has one step of being like what do you mean? and then olivia does the head tilt and he's like damn you figured me out i mean but also <laughs> if it's like that classified and she goes why didn't you tell us he was sick you go he, what do you mean he wasn't sick yeah. i need to go talk to broils <laughs> not not go ah you got me here's the classified information about how he got it's- sick it's so, great. It's great to know that he's just bad boils. Uh. I wanted. I wanted to look up who the writer of this episode was. Um, the writer of this episode also wrote the Ghost Network. Oh my god, dude's got dude's got some ideas he wanted to push through into the show, and they just so, did not stick. Just they just. Have, you know. He wrote six episodes for the show. David, are, are we ta- uh, David Goodman. Goodman or Andrew yeah, Christberg? David Goodman. Uh, the Ghost Network. The Equation. Safe, the no-brainer, ability, and unearthed. Jesus, ability is like the only good one. Weird hits, and then weird not. Hey, the equation and safe were the, good. The equation and safe were decent, um, is what I'll say. What was safe? Um, the ghost safe was, like, um, no, safe was uh, going through walls to rob things. Yeah, and the equation was getting okay. the equation to go safe to, yeah. to rob things. 
Yeah, but that had Britta in it, and that's just kind of... <laughs> <laughs> don't, takes, don't, don't shame the episode out. just because of Britta. Remember, that out. had, that had uh, the, the, green, the green and red lights. That was cool. Uh, it did also have, like, I brought your mom back from the dead, but I'm going to slowly melt her unless you do what we want. Yeah. Oh, man, there was some good stuff in that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, David Goodman. What the fuck, man? More like David Mediocreman. <laughs> Average. Three good episodes, three bad episodes. I'm, I'm pretty good. Fucking I'm pretty happy with Call It Good there. Uh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a solid good in my book. Not a great, but a good. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, yeah, Turlo's like, okay, fine. You got me. He was on that nuclear sub watching some Russians do an exercise at, in North Korea. <laughs> And then the sub had a coolant leak, and he was fucking exposed to, to massive like, the reactor of radiation for sixteen hours—an amount of time that should kill you. Uh, and then likely. they they took him to Pearl Harbor, um, and then gave him an experimental radiation inhibitor. Ooh, I wonder if that's our fringe like hook as to why fringe stuff is happening. <laughs> and then Olivia's like, "Give me the real medical records." I'm like, I feel like he was about to give them to you anyways. After that story, I feel like he doesn't go, hey, we did all this shit. Okay, bye. I really like the idea of, ah, you found his medical records. Now let me show you everyone's <laughs> medical records. <laughs> Agent Dunham, did you know you have amnesia? <laughs> uh, Broyles but- has like weird, like paranoia OCD. Where he has to hide everything, but once someone finds out, he has to introduce them to it. Yep, every single time. Okay. Even if they... <laughs> All right, guys, episode. Yes. All right, Nick, Nick, you, your job. Gotta, oh, God, get why, is, this. why is this always my job? Um, I apologize for the background noise, David. I believe in you. Um, all right. <laughs> Uh, so next scene. Hey, cool. We know that um, Rusk was put with all this radiation and probably inside of um, taking over the soul of. <laughs> <laughs> taking over the soul of Lisa. Uh... Doing that, Nick, was worse than if you had just said he was inside the girl. Like, <laughs> going ooh, brought way more attention to it. Hey man, I didn't mean to. <laughs> That's the better TV guide. Is this week on Fringe? <laughs> a grown military man is inside Side a dying girl. Watch the Fringe team pull the man out. <laughs> oh no! How long? How long can this man stay inside of the seventeen-year-old girl? Uh, well, no. It's important to note that you know he did at least bring it back to life first. How long can this go on before it ruins everything? Hey, roughly two years. Uh, Alright, so... Um... David David gets that joke. I, I don't... I I, I'm just, okay, Nick, yep, just power through. Yep, just yep, power we're, through, we're, man. We're going. Um, Walter, Walter does the classic, hey, uh, psychedelics solve everything. And gives Lisa a bunch of psychedelics so that she can um, essentially like slightly exercise um, Rus, uh, Rusk's um spirit we'll say i don't know what's going on there his brain waves from her brain waves and separate them uh and also find out more about um what was actually going on with rusk so uh starts to bring her into that like starts to uh get her super super high and all of a sudden rusk takes over um her body which is super weird and not cool and she does a decent job of, of putting on a very different i thought uh, she did a good job yeah like, i was pretty yeah. happy with it <laughs> 
It's um, just instead of her being like, oh, I'm so scared, she goes, who is Lisa? <laughs> okay, she wasn't the dude from Men in Black. <laughs> um, Sugar. Water. <laughs> um, but hey, they they find out more about um, Rusk's murder. Uh, essentially, uh, you know, was was nice. Called his wife before he was going home from the bar one day. Um, gets gets in the car, guy in the back seat. It's like, all right, drive. Um, which already interesting decision. But hey, cool. Uh, good to know. Um, takes him to the uh, the the parking spot. Um, makes him and then essentially just execute him. It's just a standard sort of what you'd expect of the execution thing. Seems like it was very much planned. And uh, they're going, oh, cool. Uh, let's go find this guy because Rusk at least fought back um, and fucked up his left arm <laughs> uh, before dying. Uh, so like, cool, let's go find out who's got their left arm fucked up in the past little while um, and go find our killer. Um, and hey, it looks like Rusk has then left um, after settling his business and Lisa comes back. Which, hey, that's great. We, we know we know Rusk's, uh, we know who we can, we can now find Rusk's killer. We can figure out what's actually going on in this episode because it's been a weird plan up to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lisa seems fine. Maybe she's, may, maybe the bad man is no longer. Uh, <laughs> oh no so uh, the fringe team then decides to go okay hey we found the description of this person they uh go to a gym where they the find classic where they find a dude and they chase him down and i wrote here uh the, yeah charlie getting to do something your last appearance in the show because <laughs> charlie man. manages to knock uh knock down the uh the assailant and punches the dude in the face a good couple times. Yeah, you're like, hell yeah, Charlie. If this hell is the yeah, last Charlie. scene, it's a way better This is last your last scene. scene. Disappear now. <laughs> and here are the moments of season one that you so sorely, sorely miss in season two. Charlie doing stuff out of nowhere because he has to be in the episode <laughs> yeah. to fill contractual ob- obligations. <laughs> and then they're like, hey, what if we didn't need to do that in season two? Um... <laughs> But they uh they get him down and then they take him in and they're starting to interrogate him. And meanwhile, we're sort of chilling with Peter in the lab and he's hanging out with Lisa. And, and like, Lisa's oh. no longer flirting with him as much. Um. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's that's the good that you're feeling better. And Lisa's like, oh, can I get a drink? And then we get our appearance of Gene and he's like, oh, well, I assume you don't want fresh cow milk. And she's like, no. And so he walks away. <laughs> Go get a drink. And then we cut back to the interrogation and they're like, okay, oh, so uh, we obviously know like this was too planned to just be a random murder. Like you obviously- Well, well like- no, we, we get the Walter scene before that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, of Walter looking at the brainwaves and going, hmm, these aren't right. Uh, Rusk, Rusk is definitely the dominant one. Uh, mm-hmm. and- oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, no, um, has, is still ta- has still taken over Lisa. Uh, that's not Lisa, that's only Rusk. He's like, well, shit. Um, oh, runs shit. back out, and um, Lisa Lisa's Rusk gone. is gone. Lisa Rusk, Rusk Lisa, Rusk Lisa. <laughs> um, but then we uh, cut back to the interrogation where they're interrogating the dude. He's like, well, Risa? why did you do this, Risa? Why, why did you do this? Like, obviously, it was too well planned, and like, it'd just be a random killing. And then the dude was like, well, you know, like, he um, deserved he, it. <laughs> he deserved it. He beat his wife, so his wife hired me to kill him. And it was just like, oh, wait, why didn't Rusk tell us this? Because <laughs> the dude's just like, right before I killed him, I made sure to tell him that his wife sent me. <laughs> I made sure he knew who was sending him to hell. 
interesting. Such l- like lazy writing. And it's just Olivia and Charlie going, hmm, weird Ruskin didn't tell us this. Oh well. I also really I also really like how they're like, yeah, no, we caught him. It's like he knows that we got him. He's definitely going to tell us everything about how he murdered this guy. <laughs> but yeah, and then she calls uh Peter and she's like or who calls? Does Peter call her, or does she call Peter? Uh, there's there's a call. That Peter happens. Peter calls Olivia. Okay, because she gets a call from Olivia. She's like, "Oh, Peter, what's up?" And Peter's like, "Well, um, Lisa ran away. I don't know where she went." And then she goes, "Oh, also that she might still be Rusk." And she goes, "Oh shit!" She's gonna, <laughs> like, we just learned that Rusk's wife hired the dude to kill him. She's like, "Well, we should probably go get that situation sorted." And also, that Rusk was not a good good guy. Like up until this point, you're like, "Oh yeah, Rusk was just the innocent witness." Uh, like, no, no, Rusk's, um, Rusk's not okay. Yeah. And then we cut to the Rusk house, and... Lisa is grabbing a gun. Yeah, Lisa, like, knows where the hidden key is, uh, looks at his own wedding photograph from the inside, while inside a 17-year-old girl. Um, <sighs> <laughs> you started it, dude. It's your it's your goof. It turned into a gag. Gotta live with it. It's not a good gag. <laughs> I want someone... If, if there is someone listening to this that does actually enjoy this show, I have one... I, I, we've had many requests for you, but this is another request. Please make a gag ownership list of all of the dumb goose we've had, and please file this inside inside a teenage girl gag under Nick's ownership. David, that's so much effort for them. Don't don't worry about that, guys. You never have to do that. I don't need to know what terrible gags I've ever. It's it's great. Anyhow, uh, Teresa comes home and is like, uh, "Who who the fuck is you?" Who, who, who you? Um, and, and then Lisa responds back in Russian for little star, which again, so weird. I don't <laughs> like it. I, I don't know. Um, but then she does make the connection. Of, oh, you're that girl who like had that weird connection with my husband. Uh. Yeah. Well, she's like, she's like, hey, if you don't get out of my house, I'm going to go get a gun. And Lisa as Andrew as Lisa. Um takes the gun out and was like, oh, do you mean this gun? That I bought you? <laughs> For I my you. service? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and he's like, I don't know why I'm in this 17-year-old girl, but goddamn, <laughs> does it feel good. <sighs> I've been given a second chance, and I'm gonna take it. <laughs> <laughs> Inside this 17-year-old girl. <laughs> and then we cut, and the wife's all tied up. Nope. And... <laughs> Is getting getting stuff poured all over her. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we, well, we first cut to the fringe team drastically driving to the situation. Such a season one shot. Such, oh man. yeah, like just rushing. Um, Olivia and Peter heading both their uh, in their own sort of in cars, and then we cut back to the wife tied up, getting stuff poured on her. Yep. And she does not like the situation. I don't. I don't there's there's nothing about it's consensual. Literally nothing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there is one thing that's consensual. Um, no, no, no. Let me get there. Let, me get there. <laughs> Let Charlie say the goof. Well, no, this isn't even a goof. Um, so Rusk is like, you had me killed. And Teresa's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So Rusk pulls out a match and he's about to throw it on the uh, fuel-soaked Teresa. And Peter... Right. I guess we should mention he was pouring gasoline on her. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, Peter arrives and Peter's like, hey, maybe don't commit arson murder. It's a bad thing. <laughs> and so Andrew like blows out the match and then pulls the gun on Peter and is like, hey, this is your one chance to leave. 
and Peter says he won't leave. Peter is consensually staying inside the house. And okay. is talking I, is I, talking to, I, to Lisa yes. at this point. He's he's pretending that it's Lisa now and is just talking to Lisa in the entire situation. And yeah. Russ gets very used. But, but hey, um, Peter's able to stall for long enough that, hey, remember that Charlie scene that we were talking about? Nah, he comes in one more time. He gets to, he gets to get two bad guys in this episode. Uh, Shoots it. He, it's a good thing they always they have those special guns that can fire trank darts, yep. but look like regular normal guns. Yep. He gets uh, to remove a grown man from a 17-year-old girl. I think Walter gets to do that. He gets to help with it, though. <laughs> it's a team effort. <laughs> He's really in there. They all got to pull quite hard. Oh, no, no, no. no. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) But hey, um, it's okay because we cut to Walter talking with with, uh, Lisa's mom, and Lisa's going to be fine. He's like, look, the brainwaves look different. That must mean he's gone. And and the mom's mom's like, how can we be sure? And Walter's like, don't worry about it. Just remember how the Bible says you have to believe. Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly, David. Uh, <laughs> uh, the yeah, Lisa wakes up, gives Peter a big old hug, which feels inappropriate after everything we've said, um, <laughs> and continues to be inappropriate as she leaves and makes a comment to uh, to Olivia at the end there. Oh yeah, I forgot about this. Lisa gives like Olivia walks in, and Lisa gives her a hug too, and then is like, "Hey, don't wait too long to make your move. I'll be eighteen in a year." <laughs> Which is not okay. <laughs> no. I, I really feel like in light of what David and I talked about, that's not okay. It's really not. like, hey, just just for everyone out there. No. <laughs> Don't. Half nope. your age plus seven, everyone. Half your age plus seven. And also whatever rules apply to the place that you're in. Also those those ones come first. It's <laughs> half your age plus seven with a floor of eighteen. If you're above eighteen, yeah. If you're above eighteen, floor if you're of 18. if you're seventeen, we, yeah, you can date a seventeen year old. We, we're not we're not saying yeah, yeah, you can't yeah, yeah. do that. We do not need to unless get Nick us. is. Are you saying that, Nick? <laughs> no, but we do not need to get it. This. this is this is not the time or place. Uh, I don't know why today is such a weird energy. It's I, I not a good know. energy. It's, it's I think terrifying. it's because wait, we just came off Thanksgiving. It's been a while since recorded, and this was. And man, all of our episode. all of our American viewers are going to use when this episode comes out before American. Sorry, we just had real Thanksgiving. Ooh, uh, we have our we have our happy ending where Walter's like, "Oh, I'm sure the autopsy will show that the radiation inhibitor was just random stuff with his specific physiology. This can never happen again." <laughs> and then in Times Square, there's a car accident, and the driver seems to be dead. And the EMTs are like being like, ah, shit, he's gone. And then he wakes up and his first words are like a Russian thing. Yeah. And hey, oh, stinger. Man, this is never going to get brought up again. Man, this is how I knew this was a season two. Though, was because of that. That was not a season one. thing. That was very much a season two. Really? <laughs> yeah. Season two had they've... so many of these. Yeah, season but they've two? led up to something. Yeah. Like- no, but, well, no, season two had the, like, alien one, like, alien ghost, where they're, like, okay. sent it. Yeah, That's... but they filmed this episode during season one. I know, but this is, this is the, this is the part that's like, oh, yeah, no, that's, that's the, the stare. No, 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 no. Season, season one had a lot of these, too, yeah. where it's like, oh, 
look, we solved it. And it's like, oh, no, but there's more than you could have imagined. Yeah, That's yeah season two season two does it with um, Mind well, season, Control Boy. Season one specifically has it with, um, like, uh, adult baby when they reveal the room full of, like, grown, like, other oh, grown. Oh, yeah. Things. Yeah, I guess. Like, it does it all the time. I guess. I don't know. This this was that was th- this was a little part to me. Like ah yes, um, I'm pretty sure this is Rusk. Is everyone else pretty sure this is Rusk? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, this is just Rusk. Yeah. Um, which cool. Good to know that Rusk can't die. And could yeah. be his own TV show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think there if, is many a TV show. There's there was God. a really good. I say really good. There was an entertaining TV show that lasted around a season. I think it even premiered on Fox, and it was a dude who was. Might have been cursed by Native Americans. Oh no! <laughs> to never, to never die until he uh, found his true love, and then uh-huh. the plot, the rough plot of it is he's like he's made it all the way into like modern. I think it's called New Amherst because he's in New York City. Oh, New Amherst is that what that show was about? I didn't know. Yeah, hmm. um, but it had that was just a medical show. It, it, I might be getting the title wrong. Um, but he's like on the subway in New York and then has a heart attack and, and dies because he crossed paths with his true love and like he's so old it almost killed him. And then the rest of the show is him trying to find this woman so he can die. But throughout the years, like he became a master carpenter. And so one of his friends is like, hey, my restaurant's kind of going under and you like knew my dad and shit. He's like, yeah, 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 cool. I'll build you a desk. Because his desks are worth like hundreds of thousands of dollars. I thought you were going to talk about Forever, which was a uh, medical crime procedural about an Emmy who was immortal. Hmm. And he's played by uh, Mr. Fantastic. Interesting. Which was another show about an immortal dude. Man, uh, we should do an off-season once we're done Fringe, where we do a one-season show. Yeah, just one show that had, like, a good, like, it was, like... Well, no, yeah, right, we do the uh, one-season Supernovas. (laughs) Oh my gosh, what? I like it. It's called... Okay, so this wasn't a fever dream I had. Um, It was called New Amsterdam. Okay. Which also is the same name as a medical drama, so you were right there, David. It premiered in 2008. Guess who it starred? Who did it star? Nikolaj Coaster Waldau, who plays oh! Jamie Lannister on Game of Thrones. Hmm. Yeah, I knew that because of how crazy his name was. <laughs> He's an immortal Dutchman born in 1607. Hot damn. Yeah, only lasted eight episodes. Man, I really liked how when I Googled New Amsterdam, I just kept the medical Oh, sorry. TV show. Yeah, I just got the medical TV show. <laughs> you have to search for the 2008 TV series. What but yeah, no, I'd be, I'd be down for... A, 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 a supernova or something yeah I, I like supernova where it starts off real good and gets damn <laughs> oh i'm just supernova just it, it's good throughout and then gets canceled for some reason <laughs> uh, then we just become then we just doing what's wrong with, what's wrong with that <laughs> yeah why can't we do firefly why can't we just do a nathan <laughs> why can't we just do nathan fillion appreciation hour <laughs> and by hour we mean but <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. We'll see when we get there. We still got another like solid seventy episodes of range to get through. It's true. All right. Oh yeah, we finished the episode. Yes. Yeah, we finished <laughs> the episode. Um, the observer is in the background when Olivia gets yelled at at the church for no reason. Okay. Uh, and then the glyph or the cipher is avenge. Yep. Hey, guess what? Our so our yeah, next episode clue, which is a lie and bullshit. So our next episode clue, there is no episode that like relates to this episode, but this episode relates to the first episode of season two, 
um, and has the exact same clue as the season finale. Um, the skull and crossbones pirate flag is shown in the background on a TV. Or it just, or there was just a skull and crossbones on the TV monitor. Nah, it's, it's all about them. Obser- it's all about them. Uh, not observers, the other ones, the shapeshifters. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no. I no. feel like I feel like they might just have like placeholder stuff where it's like, okay, green screen that TV, and if excuse me, if we need to, we can throw uh, a clue in there. Yep. But hey, um, it's it's a thing. That's that's what hey, they say. David, if it makes you more upset, the fact that it's also the skull and crossbones means, means that these were intended. Yes. And it carries more legitimacy to say that the cast and production team intended for these, like, these were thought out and this wasn't just fans picking in at them. the fever dream where we ever get to speak <laughs> to someone related to the production of Fringe, you guys gotta hold me back. <laughs> I might fight them about this. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, the production code does set this episode after the season finale, but before season two. All right. And hey, who knows? Maybe out something about season one finale that ties in this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we can make something out. Uh. <laughs> um, fun facts. Uh, this episode received very poor reviews from everyone. Shocking. <laughs> Critically. Yep. Uh, no one really liked this episode because it was weird. It had a poor premise, and it felt really weird <laughs> in the middle of season two. <laughs> um, it was definitely a middle of the episode uh, in general, and the fact that it was in the middle of season two makes it worse, is what some people are saying. Um, on the plus side, this episode had the best ratings of season two so far. Damn. Really? Because it aired on Monday night rather than Thursday night, uh, where it's up against harder hitting shows, yep, and its only sense. direct competition for sci-fi was Heroes. Ah, was nice. Heroes still good? Heroes had its lower rating, lowest rating episode in that show's history that day. Damn, <laughs> damn. So, so no, Charlie. Because there was a time where like Heroes was the season shit. one of Heroes is great. I will fight anyone who says it's not. It is one of the better seasons of TV. I would suggest we do Heroes, if for not <laughs> that they kept bringing it back for some reason. Uh, and it sucked after season one. Uh, um, here's, here's an interesting one. Um, there, there's, a, there's a cool little bit about this, this episode possibly taking place in an alternate universe, which is cool. Uh, hey, uh, if we count Heroes Reborn, Heroes has five seasons. Uh, no, because season two sucks. <laughs> it's not four good seasons is the problem. <laughs> it's, it's one season and four funerals. <laughs> I want to. I don't want to change the whole name of our uh, of our podcast. <laughs> uh, episode ratings before we get too far off. Um, this uh, is two and a half. <laughs> this is a two. This is worse than average. Ah, uh, no. Nah, I'm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the throne. Really? I thought this. I thought this episode was um, perfectly fine. It would have been even better related to the ghost. Network. <laughs> if, if related to the ghost network, this would be a five. <laughs> yeah, purely, purely for how much we've memed it in. Yes. Um. But like in general, um, I'm mostly like I'm. I'm fairly okay with this episode. I don't think it was like egregiously terrible. I think it placed at the wrong very much should have been at the end of the. Um, so I think in also, terms of that, that that certainly is with it. But I think that in well, general, it was a like pretty decent like season one episode. There was I'm also trying to it. like 
I'm also trying to like place this in season one. Like, where would this have aired if it, it could, got it the time? It could literally air any place in season one. It's yeah. a complete standalone it's, like filler a, episode. That's why it's, it's a two and a half. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna turn like watching it. I didn't feel the urge to turn it off. Like, it, I wasn't like furious at it. Like, um, bound. Like, I didn't want to stop watching it. Like, I watched it to the end, which is why I think uh, 50, two and a half. Like, I, I'm also rating this off of how much I just didn't want to discuss it because I just, <laughs> I didn't care. And I don't think I would have cared if this was in season one. Like, yeah. I, I was fine. With it. I'm sticking. I'm sticking. I, with my I think it, I think it also hurts that it's kind of retreading territory we've already been down. This just this episode doesn't have anything that makes it stand out like there's, at all. Like this, there's no good fringe science here. This just That's falls fair. like this just completely merges into fringe. Like I feel like every story beat, aside from the one moment we have with Olivia talking about her father beating her mom, <laughs> like every story beat here feels like fringe has done already. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, like even Walter's experiment thing only kind of like. What what was the explanation there? Her aneurysm hit a certain spot of her brain, which strengthened her receptiveness to psychic bonds. Which uh, meant it's just the it's dude just, no, it's who just was nonsense. given an experimental <laughs> radiation treatment, his soul could latch into her. Like what? Well, I think it's literally like he's so radiated that when he died, his bot his soul still had energy or some shit, and so it hung around. Like oh, yeah. it's just it's complete gobbledygook, and it's whatever. Yeah. It's it's fine. Um. All right. Uh, shall, shall I? Uh, shall I take us out from? Yeah. Before we ramble on for another ten minutes. I think we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, thank God I don't have to have my energy raging that one episode during this. Um, <laughs> that episode just went up. <laughs> hey. I gotta make that into a ringtone. It's great. Uh, but hey, uh, thank you so much for for listening and like for somehow making it to the end of this for how ramble. Um, if you liked us, um, how about like following us on whatever your podcasting service is? Uh, you can find us on places like Apple Podcasts, you can us on Spotify, like Google Play, or Google Podcasts. I don't know what it's called. I unfortunately don't know any of these, but hey, um, cool. <laughs> we are all on all of those, plus we're on our home at uh, Podbean. Um, but yeah. Oh, and like Amazon. Um, so cool. Yeah. Um, Tell if, your Amazon Alexa to listen to us. Yeah, or your Google Home. Do all of the ones. Okay, Google. Uh, that's all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, actually. Okay, Google, subscribe to Four Seasons in a Few on Spotify. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> so specific. I don't know if Google could do that. I believe in it. Good job, oh, Google. Uh, End the episode. <laughs> no. Take us uh, out of pain. <laughs> no. Uh, if you would uh, like to get angry at me, uh, feel free to either tweet at us at Forsaf or send us an email. Uh, uh, forsaf at gmail.com um, Hope you have a great day. Outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a attribution non-commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license.